Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. This is Nick. It's Friday. You can find us. Uh, well, this would be Saturday when you're listening to us, so my apologies. But you can find us at HyperClean Store. Go to the HyperClean Specialist Group and join if you haven't. I'm going to be sharing a restoration detailing project shared a little bit today. On uh, there's no water allowed with this with this restoration. It's steam only. Uh, they redid the entire underneath of the car, the engine. They want no water. They want it to be perfect for the customer. A 1989 Porsche. So go check out the Specialist Group. I'll be sharing more of that project as it goes along. Let's start with some car news. Corvette hasn't actually announced this, but I guess it was leaked or people are assuming that it's been leaked straight from Chevy that Corvette is going to be broken off into its own brand as of about 2025. It'll be all electric. They will have an SUV, a sedan, and the regular two-door Corvette. It's kind of interesting news. Obviously, it was floated out by by Chevy. If car and driver and others got it, it's because Chevy wanted them to get it. I don't really think that I would mess with the Corvette brand, truthfully. Uh, you just had a really successful launch of the C8, which was, you know, 50-50 whether it was going to go well. Once it went well, I'd probably sit back and collect and improve on that project for the next few years. But look. Everybody's scared of being last now, and you're seeing everybody that wants to jump in. Uh, since Ferrari builds an SUV, Chevy thinks Corvette should build an SUV. Uh, you know, because Panamera's out there for Porsche, why can't we build a four-door Corvette? I got to tell you, this stuff, you know, you look at, at Mustang being lent out to the Mach-E, Really hasn't been a massive hit, although I love that SUV. I thought I think Ford's done a terrific job with that. I think the interesting part to me is how many times brands don't stay in their lane. And very rarely do you have massive amount of success not just doing what you're good at. Corvette is great at building affordable, powerful two-door sports cars. The odds that the SUV and the sedan is going to be this massive windfall for this this newly uh, minted brand of Corvette, you know, when you when you break it away from the Chevy banner, it's been tried before. Uh, ultimately, I don't know whether they have a shareholder involved or they have somebody that owns a lot of uh, a high percentage talk, talking them into this, or it's the CEO trying to put a stamp on the, the the Chevrolet brand even more. I don't I don't see myself being ecstatic about hey, let's go look at the uh, Corvette sedan, Corvette. SUV. It, it just doesn't seem like I would mess with the Corvette brand, which has had so much success, went through a huge transformation, could have been a complete flop. It wasn't. They did a great job with the the new C8. I, I just think I would leave this alone, but we're going to see. Now, was this floated out there, and like happens a lot of times, floated out there to see the reaction of the public? They could have floated this out there saying, hey, this is what we're thinking of. I think far too many of these car companies I've said on this podcast over and over and over again are just trying to go all electric for no real reason other than they see other people doing it. The, the fact of the matter is, you know, you can get a, you can build a hybrid 
where you still have a powerful engine, where you still have electric capabilities. If you look at the Panamera hybrid, uh, it, it, it's a great vehicle. Uh, I don't see why I would jump straight to all electric out of the Corvette brand, but we're going to find out what they're going to do here. I think they'll keep the C8 engine and keep building that for quite some time. I bet they'll have a, an electric option. If if this all goes the way they think it's going to go, they're going to have an SUV and they're going to have a sedan. Again, this is not confirmed by Chevy as the time I'm recording this, but maybe they'll 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 come out and confirm it. But it was definitely leaked to the press. Let's talk about Lambo and Porsche hopping into the Safari game. Uh, I made some posts on Instagram about this. If those aren't familiar, uh, Lamborghini is basically building a car that's 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 lifted a little bit on a, on more aggressive tires i call them safaris uh porsche safari has been out there for a long time now porsche's building one themselves here's my my whole take on it when you have to completely and utterly copy everything in the aftermarket i'd probably just leave it there uh this idea was born out of the porsche safari car uh which many 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 people have have done in the aftermarket. I actually think it's kind of been overdone. Uh, but, you know, we're in this position where now manufacturers seemingly running out of ideas on a daily are now saying, hey, wouldn't you love a Safari Lamborghini uh, for your car collection? Make no mistake, they're going to sell these. I just don't know why you would do it. I don't think Safari Porsches are that great to drive around. I've driven one. They're not great to drive around the street unless you're going to use it specifically for a ton of off-roading. Honestly, driving it to and from work is not fun. It, it's not a great experience. So what are you building this for? You're just trying to get into the Overland game by dipping your toe in. Look, boneheads are going to buy these things. Make no mistake. I've already had conversations, probably two guys listening to this right now. I mean, I'm trying to talk them off the ledge. You know who you are. But we're in this position where you just go Porsche can do no wrong to their fans. I mean, it doesn't matter whether this thing's good or not. People are just going to buy it, right? They haven't changed uh nine 11 all that much in the last, what five launches and everybody rushes out to get them and get on a waiting list. So Porsche has got the loyal fans to do whatever they want to do. Lamborghini. Look, you had a hit with the Urus coming off the Audi platform. You you're doing really well in the SUV market, you've almost been broke and destitute a zillion times. It seems like you're kind of past that. I'm not sure why they're going to do this. I don't think they, I think they'll sell them for sure. Uh, Middle East buyers, uh, some West coast buyers for sure. Some of, some of the Florida buyers will probably jump in, but I, I look at this and I just say the same thing over and over again. There's certain things that should stay in the aftermarket. The aftermarket born, you know, was the one to born these cars. I, I would have left it there. But Porsche can't stand that people make money. You know, Porsche's turned more Ferrari than anybody likes to admit. Porsche can't stand people making money on Porsche now. That was never really their MO. That was Ferrari's MO. Ferrari hates people making money off of it. So Porsche saw this and said, hey, why not Why not jump in? I, I'm not super crazy about either one of them. I understand why they're doing it. It's a pure money grab. I build a thousand of these. I build 1500 of these. I build 500 of them. I'm going to sell them all. I'm going to sell them at a premium. What do I care? I mean, the Urus is a capable platform. Why would I want a Safari car from Lamborghini? I, I personally wouldn't. So in the end, 
uh, that's a couple things that caught my eye in the last week, two weeks, because uh, I didn't have an episode last week uh, because of Thanksgiving holiday. And now I'll get to, again, you're in one of those situations where I, I have a, fo- a, a Facebook post sent to me, and it goes something like this. Coding is not a couple-hour process. And if you say that, you're basically lying or misleading the customers. The one thing you can be in this life is at least be honest. It's a pretty strong Facebook post from from somebody in our industry. And they got every right. It's their personal page. I got no issue with it. It's about 50, 60 comments on the post. A lot of big hitters that do a lot of big level, high level work. Some of our distributors being being amongst the people saying, well, I got a one-year package that, that we can get done in two or three hours. The author of the post argue, argues that point. Then you had another very high-level detailer who does a lot of restoration detailing, very, very high-level, jump in and say, yeah, I coat cars all the time in two or three hours. What was he trying to say with the post? Well, let's get there first. I polish every car before we coat it, and if you don't do that, I'm better than you. That's how you read between that post. He's better than you because he puts a polisher on a car. Am I better than him because I've been polishing cars longer, and more than likely I'm a better paint polisher than him, and I could list another thousand names that that's probably – so those guys are better than him? I don't think that, but he thinks that. The people making these types of posts, and you got another 30 people in the comments going, yeah, you know, I keep cars two to 15 days, and yeah, man, it's all this work, and all the people that are making high-level money, all the people that are doing extremely high-level work don't agree with this statement. You're allowed to run your business the way you want to run it. Me, you, anybody listening, if you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, doesn't matter what you do, you're allowed to do what you want to do. So the truth about this post should read, we don't allow any ceramic coating to go on our customer's car until we at least do a light polish. That's a perfectly okay, simple thing to say. Nobody's judging you one way or another, but you're judging everybody that coats cars differently than you. And so now you're on this moral high ground that says you're better than everyone because you don't offer that coding package. Well, let me ask you this question. I'm guessing you've never done any, this guy who made this post has never done any high-end collection work like my company has. So I should make a post and say, since you don't do collections the way we do, I'm better than you. Suck it. I would never make that post because I don't believe that. I don't believe because I hold a polisher or I don't hold a polisher or I use a certain tool or not another tool. I don't think I'm better than anybody in this business. But we got a, and the reason that this post bothers me is this guy has been brought into a company to do training, supposedly training. And this is the kind of stuff that he consistently puts on his page. I actually don't know the guy. Don't care about this, this particular guy or whoever it is. It's the post that, that we need to understand is, misleading. It's wrong. It's factually incorrect. 
and it's an opinion based on no facts at all. Can you code a car with HyperClean Uno, which has incredible durability? Matter of fact, probably more durability than the coatings I know he uses. Not to be a jerk, but you know, this is a jerk post, so it should be treated that way. We have people that get 18 to 24 plus months consistently out of our one-year coding. Don't tell me it's not a coding. You're factually incorrect. Don't tell me that I can't wash and decon chemically and mechanically a car and get a coding to last its full 12, 18 plus months. You're factually not correct. Here's the coolest thing that I can share that's going to happen in everybody's life, whether we like it or not. You might as well accept it, and you might as well go with it because it's going to lead to success. When I started it in the detailing business in 1998, I was using a DeWalt, a seven-inch beat-up wool pad, a black pad, a blue pad, a yellow pad, an orange pad, 3M compounds and polishes that had more grit in them than anything that's on the market today. Many of you, if I were still polishing and, and, and buffing cars, as we said back then, that same way, you'd scratch your head and go, why didn't you evolve? You should scratch your head. When I started in this business, and, and those of you that started in the 90s and early 2000s, we used to use wheel acid that would rip your skin off your hand. We don't really use that anymore. We use things like Fuego and TRX because we got matte and satin wheels. We got painted rims. We got all these different options in the rim game. So if you came to my shop and I was using the harsh acid that I used in 1998, you'd be like, what the hell is this guy doing? And you should feel that way. Because the greatest word you're going to hear in business is evolution. Your belief should evolve. Your system should evolve. The chemicals you use should evolve. And ceramic coating magically has evolved. Now, the guy writing this post wouldn't have been able to apply a coating in 2010 because he's not talented enough. Nobody talented writes a post like this. That's my opinion. Because all the talented people that made comments agree with me that you can put a coating on in two or three hours. The most talented people in that post factually know that ceramic coating technology has changed. And here's the greatest part about that. Folks, there's a lot of people in 2010 that, that weren't there in 2010, excuse me, that want to glorify the way ceramic coatings used to be. So you make a mistake and you have to sand an entire door because of a high spot. Do you guys want to go back to that? Because I was there and I don't want to go back to that. Everybody talking about the good old days or they got to use an IR lamp or they, it's all good by me. It doesn't make it factually correct. And saying that it doesn't take two or three hours or you can't coat a car in two or three hours doesn't make you right. It makes you ignorant. There's a very big difference between ignorance and stupidity, but it is a fine line. In 2010, you couldn't coat a car in a couple hours. Technology wasn't there. As we hit 2015, 16, 17, all of a sudden the technology hits its stride and more and more companies come in and they start to develop technology for one year, two year, three year coatings, which really weren't there when we started this whole journey in ceramic coating. And so evolution happened with ceramic coatings. And when ceramic coatings evolve, 
Here's the coolest thing in the world. You get to benefit off of it. Customers get to benefit off of it. PPF has gotten infinitely better. Most of the guys laying PPF today couldn't lay PPF in 2000. They wouldn't have been able to do it. The talent is different today. Film is way more pliable, way easier to work with, way more clear, way more, way more everything in a good way. When we look around, why is it always this morally superior thought process of, if I polish a car, I'm better than you. Or if I clean the carpet this way, I'm better than you. Who cares? You're writing this post to tell everybody how smart you are. And those that are in the know are texting one another saying, I can't believe this guy is training people. Those are the texts I got. That's why I bring it up. I didn't see the post. I got sent the post. Now, I don't go on those posts and make comments. I've set, shared before. I don't think it's my place to do that, being in a brand. I, I feel like I stay in our group. I, I feel like I tell people my opinion on this podcast, and that's where I leave it. If anybody's got an issue with my opinion, they know where to find me. I'll be glad to bring you on here and have a conversation. But you're factually incorrect if you think you can't code a car in two to three hours. And you're not better than somebody because you hold a polisher. You're not better than somebody if you do PPF. You're not better than somebody if you use a coating that takes 4,000 days to put on. What you are is you're not evolving. I want to evolve because I was there in 2010, 11, and 12, and I hated coating cars. Cars got water spotted infinitely easier. The coatings were finicky as hell. I don't want to go back. I enjoy when things evolve and become easier. That means we can scale them. But I want to talk about the underlying tone of these posts. I'm always going to polish a car before I put a coating on because I don't cover up defects. If you coat a car, you cover up defects. Well, we had Mr. Jason Kilmer on an episode where him and I talked, and I think if you go back and listen to that, he doesn't ever believe he's ever gotten a car to 100%. Why? Because Jason's a talented guy, and Jason respects how hard it is, and Jason honestly just feels he can always do better, and that's the way I feel about my skills. I could always do a little better. But when you write a post that says you can't do this in a couple hours, you're implying that you polish cars. So I went and looked at this guy's site, and he's got a coding package, a bunch of them with one-step paint correction. Some of you may call it an enhancement. Cool. I've never seen anybody one step a car and get it 100% defect free. If Kilmer and others sand cars all day and don't think they can get to them, that get them to 100%, I surely know this guy can't get it to 100% either on a one step correction. So as we take this moral high ground and we say, hey, we're better than you. I want you to think of the common sense approach of this. If I one-step a car and I remove 75% of the defects, I'm coding over 25% remaining defects. So I'm coding over defects one way or the other. So how superior are you? And here's the weird part. So now the guy who wrote the post or the people who think like him, where you draw the line in covering up defects is right. 
and where everybody else draws the line is wrong. How's that work? Well, it doesn't from a common sense perspective. So how do I believe we've ended up here? Still this many years into the ceramic coating game, 12 years into the ceramic coating game. I know it was much earlier overseas, but really prominent here in 09 and 10. We're 12, 13 years in. How do we get here where these kind of posts get written? And this post wasn't written, and I went and made sure I, I really looked through it. It wasn't written to have a great conversation. It wasn't written to get more educated. It wasn't written to have open dialogue because everybody that disagreed with this person, he basically was rude to and said, oh, okay, yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's your choice. I mean, I'm not going to do that. It wasn't about having a conversation. That's how I know it was about, let me show you how great I am and how shitty everyone else is that doesn't agree with me. How do we get here? Because people won't speak up. When you hang around with a bunch of people that think identically to you, you're going to write posts like this all the time. Because you think you're right and you think everyone else is wrong. And, and I don't look at the world that way. I look at the world of what is making money and where is technology and what serves the client that I'm looking at face-to-face -to, -face to sell a, a, a product or a service to. I mean, call me crazy. That's what we're here to do. So if I coat somebody's car with Uno, wash, decon, coat the car, and they jump up for joy in front of my shop, and they yell and scream, and they're, they give me a hug, and they're happy as hell. This, this guy thinks I'm wrong and he's right. That's why this guy's business is probably one-fiftieth the size of mine. I never say stuff like that. I'm glad that this guy has a business. I'm glad he's successful in his world. I'm glad he's a detailer. I'm glad he's passionate. But I'm sick and tired of somebody thinking that they are the moral judge and jury over what everybody does in detailing. And when you write a post like that, I don't care if it's on Instagram, Facebook, I don't care. This guy's what looks like he's well over 40. So he knows better, but he doesn't because the crew he runs with mouths off consistently about what they think should go on in our industry. None of them are on the level of other guys that just keep their mouth shut. Isn't it amazing? how all of us, guys like me, have evolved. And look, man, I thought of things in 1998 different than 2008. In 2018, I thought things different than 2008. And every year, I think about things a little bit differently. I mean, you guys have heard me talk about tent. I don't want to tent vehicles. I may have tent in my shop in no time. I want you to think about, you just evolve. Things change. And this moral superiority over a polisher, which is what this post is about, is the stupidest thing in our industry. Because the guy who wrote this post isn't the best paint polisher in the world. There's always somebody better than you. So what is your ego all caught up with on the polisher? For any of you listening, I spent a lot of my life perfecting how to use a rotary. Rotary is pretty obsolete as a three and four step correction system today. Should I be mad? Should I be pissed off? 
I'm not mad or pissed off. Hey, life got easier. Great. But I spent a lot of years perfecting the rotary. So shouldn't I be mad? According to this guy? No, you evolve. Things change, man. Ceramic coating technology is going to look vastly different in the next 24 to 36 months, in my estimation. You're going to see more companies, well, you're already seeing it, jump on single layer. Now they're, what, seven years late, six years late? But the fact remains the same. All these people that have been telling you to put 58 layers of coating on a car are going to, are going to put their tail between their legs and finally update their technology, and they're going to have single layer systems. That's not better for all of us? Of course it is. But it's posts like this, and the reason I bring this up is when I see stuff like that, I'm okay with it. If I go in the comments, it's about having an educational conversation. But it wasn't. It was about telling everybody why you, why you were better than them. Well, I got news for you, bud. None of us are better than anybody just because we hold a polisher. I don't give a shit about your polishing technique. I don't care about any of that. Did you serve a customer? Were they extremely happy? Did you keep building your business? Or did you take care of your car and your garage better? Cool, man. I don't care. None of you should care. These kind of conversations on Facebook and other places should die. Because once again, this guy is telling you he knows where to draw the line in, in covering up defects, and he knows better than you because he's not getting 100% correction before he puts coating on a car. I know he's not. I looked at his packages. So where he draws the line is better than where you draw the line. It's a crazy place to be, man. And when you're wrong about coding technology as a whole, you got a big problem with the post. Because not only did you give a really poor opinion, but you're wrong about the technology of ceramic coating and where we're at today. All of you should be offering a one-year coating package. Wash, thoroughly decon the car, high-level service, because everybody that does it makes a ton of money. And everyone that does it has a bunch of customers ecstatic about being able to put a ceramic coating on their car without having to pay four, five, six, seven, eight, nine hundred dollars in correction fees. You couldn't do it in 2010, you can do it now. That's a great thing. It's not a bad thing. It's a positive. So the reason I bring this up is to tell you that evolution is going to happen. And I want to use this post as a as a as a final thought of you're going to have to evolve and it's never going to change ever back the old way again, where you're going to have to vet everybody on the internet, including this guy. And I'm telling you, if I went to a training this guy was at, I would leave. I wouldn't want to be associated with him. Could be a nice guy to have a beer with, but I don't want my professional career associated with him because that's just an ignorant, stupid, uninformed post. And it's wrong. It's factually wrong. in its defiance and arguing with high-level detailers that were putting thoughtful responses into your comments. But you out there, the guys getting their start in their career, 
these kind of guys will lead you to a path of making no real money. Period. End of story. And you have to vet these types of people. There's nothing you can do about it. The internet's not going to vet them for you. You're going to have to see through this stuff. You're going to have to evolve and say, I can't sit here and keep listening to all these boneheads on the internet. And it's a shitty place to be. But that's the evolution that we're in. I get people brought up to me and I'm like, who? I check into them and I go, how could you even recommend this person to me? Could be a business thing, could be detailing, could be anything. But this moral superiority, because you code a car a certain way, differently than the guy over here, I don't know how we got here, other than nobody's actually told this guy to shut the hell up. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but this is a business conversation. It's it's a 100% factually incorrect. And if he's been detailing cars as long as he said, I'll finish with this thought. We waxed and put sealant over non-corrected cars for decades. Sealants regularly lasted me between six and nine months in in Vegas when properly applied. So now a one-year coating that's somewhere between three and six months difference between a sealant. I have to do massive correction. Otherwise, I'm not morally superior to everyone like this guy. I bring this up because this is happening on the internet every day. And there's a reason that I don't interact with it and, and post and argue because there's no value in it. Go read. If you read the comments on posts like this, it's not about having a conversation. All of us are going to have to evolve. Ceramic coating technology is going to continue to evolve. PPF technology is going to continue to evolve. You may even see a time where a robot can come into your shop and put a ceramic coating on a car. What are you going to do? Keep hiring people? Or are you going to invest in the robot? I'm telling you, shit like this happens. And that could be a minor joke, but we all see the world changing. Evolve, evolve, evolve. Don't stand in one spot and judge everybody because you choose to run your business a different way than them. I hope everybody has a great weekend. I'll talk to you next week.